0: Hello and welcome to this mini-podcast. I'm Hugh Jones, technical editor of Sound on Sound. Regular readers of Sound on Sound will know that uh, recently I covered the Slate Raven uh, touch control system, uh, which is a, a touch control interface for uh, your digital audio workstation and uh, Stephen Slate came to the UK to demonstrate this system recently I managed to spend a few minutes chatting with him and I started off by asking him uh, all about what the impetus was that led to his design of this revolutionary new system.
1: Well it was actually came from the fact that I have an analog desk and I stopped using it as a mixer when Slate Digital created the virtual console collection because there was absolutely no way you know I'm a pretty logical person I said what is the point of trying to mix this analog desk when I have this superior technology that can give me multiple desks that I can instantly recall, I mean, obviously I don't have to tell you about the advantages of having a digital virtual version of this phenomenon that would add this, you know, pleasing nonlinear uh, artifact to my to my music. So I stopped using the analog console. But while that helped me in terms of my progress with using you know the digital tools and recallability and, and be able to focus more on my workstation. It was also a deficit in terms of my workflow because I found trying to automate a mix, trying to you know navigate around the workstation with a mouse and a keyboard was not natural. So then the object was, what's the solution? What's the most direct way for me to the workstation? Mm-hmm. And the answer was lying in my pocket. There it is, this mm-hmm. is the answer, this is the future. So a touchscreen was the obvious choice. So we decided right then and there that the closest way to working with the workstation without any obstruction was a large touch screen Mm. but it's not a capacitive screen like on a phone is it it's not a capacitive screen like on a phone because there's there's two problems to capacitive screens when you get to the size of about 46 inches one is the response there's keep in mind the market again for large touch screens is very minimal i mean What types of industries actually want a large touchscreen? Currently it's not a very popular means of of a product, of of revenue for most companies. So therefore there's not much technology doing large-capacitive screens. It's not very good and it's very expensive. So we use infrared, which on a larger platform is quicker. And it's also gonna be more affordable. If we had to use a capacitor screen, not only would the product be more expensive, but it probably would be less effective. So it's just it's an array of infrared beams across the top of the screen. Correct. Right. At two hundred frame rate, which means we have an under five millisecond response time. Yeah. And it's a you know it can recognize different gestures, multi-touch gestures. It's mm. really an amazing piece of technology. I'm I'm just I'm I, every time I use the machine I'm so impressed by that piece of the technology. Sure. So Abex the team has been designing this thing. It's been about 10 or 11 guys. It's a really great team, because everyone is so passionate about the product. Because mm. there's a lot to this project. Because it's not only you know, the hardware itself, which is so sophisticated, but the software is so sophisticated, mm. and the analog monitor section is so sophisticated. Because it's a, a very new take on analog monitoring. Mm. It's um, a completely digitally controlled analog circuit. Mm-hmm. So that means, we, first we have a very pristine audio path and the audio is not going into any of the switches or the knobs. Mm. So again, that's keeping that, that audio path super clean, super short, even though there's tons of routing options. So our monitor section is super transparent, and you hear it, I mean, you, the, the reproduction of transients, and mm. you just, it almost, you know, just sounds like you went up a sample rate mm. when you when you start monitoring through the rate, but it's very audible. That's a module that lives in the back of the Yeah, the frame. whole entire analog section the cards themselves are in a module in the back of the desk, and they're all controlled via the, the logic controllers in the front. So you can
0: put the, running Pro Tools, a 192 interface in that rack as well, sure. and a really short path
1: from one to the other. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's easy, and it's easy to hook up too, because it just comes out and terminates in you know, from DB25, to yeah. some XLRs, and you can really hook this thing up quick. So what's the difference between the, the MTX and the MTI? It's really very little. It's pretty much a very evenly scaled down version of the MTX. The MTI, obviously, you're going to have smaller screen real estate because it's 27 inches versus 46 inches. Uh, We still have 24 faders on it. You have a simpler monitor section, for instance, rather than have eight sources, you got four. Rather than three speakers, you got two. You know, rather than have eight channel cue system, you have a a stereo cue system. So, you know, uh, but but, again, it's the same linear pristine uh, analog boards Mm -hmm. that are still all digitally controlled. So you still have the same sound quality. So it really is a very fairly scaled down version without eliminating what's the most important part of the concept. Mm The MTI is stereo only. Right TX. now it's stereo only, however, we've already gotten so much interest in the MTI. Hmm. that I think it's very possible that we're going to build also a 7.1 surround version of that one oh as right, well. Okay. And the
0: MTX is 7.1 surround is
1: standard? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's an option, but it but it definitely oh it, right. has, it has it uh, uh, <clears throat> built in, yeah. So what are the price levels like? Um I can tell you in dollars, and you can excuse me, I don't know the exchange rate of the yeah, pound yeah, yeah. right now, but it's 16,000 for the MTX stereo. 17500 for the MTX surround, hmm. 3500 for the MTI stereo. Okay. And right. uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what the surround version of the MTI would be, but I'd assume it's somewhere around 5000
0: Okay. And you're shipping the MTX April-ish?
1: A- yeah, April-ish is the idea. If we're going to do the initial production run. Hmm. And the MTI, how long after that? It's a good question. Hopefully around the summertime. Good. Okay. So what's the physical connection between the Raven console and the... The math. Very simple, just two quick connections and it's working. Yeah. yeah. One is the HDMI for the custom screen. LED panel and mm-hmm. then the and USB for the touch.
0: Okay, and the, the software you've had to develop is not only the touch screen interface, but you've also done this whole new console, multi-touch yeah, console.
1: Yeah, we've done a, a whole multi-touch software package we call Raven Control, and what it allows you to do is it turns the Mac OS X and Pro Tools, which inherently is a single-touch, system or a single mouse in, in system yeah. and, it, and, it, and it tricks them to become a multi-touch and it does it really well. And, and what that again allows you to do is, is eliminate a lot of these obstacles. I mean there are certain things in Pro Tools which makes so much more sense if you just reach out and grab it. One thing of course being just moving faders and mixer systems and, hmm. and your pans, your mutes, your solos, but even on the edit window to be able to do multi-touch gestures hit macro keys that are instantly right in front of you, it allows you to work so much quicker Mm -hmm. and your efficiency increases Mm -hmm. and you know, working in the studio becomes much more enjoyable.
0: So, What's the actual communication protocol going between your multi-touch mixer and Pro Tools? We,
1: we license it from a really talented programmer called Paul Neyrink, and it's cu- it's called uh, Nafi. Mm-hmm. so it's a virtual connection into the uh, workstation. Right. So at the moment you've, you've
0: got it working with Pro Tools, and I gather it's going to come out with Logic as well yes. when you launch it.
1: Yes. What about the other major platforms? Yeah, we're going to try to support everything, Cubase Nuendo, I use Nuendo a lot. Uh, Studio One, we've had a lot of interest from them, uh, mm-hmm. and of course Ableton, which is a really hot uh, DAW right now.
0: Yeah, sure. So, is there a particular time scale you're planning to get
1: these out, or is it I think we want to launch moment? it with Pro Tools and launch and have everything follow soon after that? Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I just love working on it. It's funny after, you know, uh, after working on it for only a short amount of time, having to go back to the old way you start to feel like you're living in the flintstone times yes (laughs) you know it really it just feels awkward it feels clumsy Mm. you know so i'm 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 really happy with it we're really excited to uh introduce it to the industry
0: So that was Stephen Slate talking about the Slate Raven uh, mixer touchscreen interface. And that's obviously a a very interesting system that's going to evolve significantly in the months to come, I think, uh, as uh, door manufacturers get on board and include more multi-touch facilities in their systems. So uh, it's one to watch with great interest, I think.